Welcome to the Chainbreaker Entrepreneur Podcast. This is the place where we refocus and re-energize so that we can break through everything that holds us back from greatness in life, business, and parenting. I'm Rochelle Bohannon, transformational business coach, life energizer, multi-passionate entrepreneur, and mama of two. Each week, I'll bring you conversations, spirited strategies, and practical tools that will help you bring your soul back into balance and get out of your own way so that you can create the impact and the income that you know you're meant for. Are you feeling like you're coming home? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Chainbreaker Entrepreneur Podcast. I am coming at you today and I am super reflective and I'm super reflective mode. I had just this morning, I had an interview with Shelby at the Happy Hippies podcast. I'll put the link in the show notes for that podcast. She interviewed me. That uh, that episode will air in a couple of months, but we had an amazing conversation about my journey through when I was 17 years old, where it started. I mean, my journey's been my whole life, but where the real activation of my journey started happening, and that was when I was mysteriously ill for almost a decade. And I've talked a lot about my journey through that illness and ultimately leading up to spending two weeks in an inpatient rehab facility uh, to get off of 10 plus different medications, the downward spiral that I experienced in, you know, in throughout college and in the years after. And I've shared a lot about that on Instagram in the very first episode of this podcast. But that conversation there made me realize I haven't talked about it in a while. And it got me into this mode of reflection in terms of thinking about where I was then and versus where I am now and how where I was then taught me about how to get where I am now in terms of experiencing success in not just in a business sense to you guys, my first major success that I felt, um, you know, I'm talking about major success. There were tons of little successes along the way, but you know, it was being able to have a child after being that sick for that long and not knowing if my body was going to be able to do that given the, the downward spiral that I was in, in the years prior. So I was thinking ever since in the last few hours, um, since chatting over there on that interview, I've been thinking about what rehab taught me about running a business. And because I'm so passionate about that now, I'm so passionate about helping other people do the same thing now. I'm so passionate about helping other people with a vision make it happen. And I was just like, what did, like, what did it really teach me about how to ignite something and how to make a change and how to set goals and get into action. And, um, like, what did it teach me? And what are like the most powerful things I can bring to you here to share with you from that experience that, um, was really, truly life changing. So I wanted to share them with you here. I've been thinking about these, um, really, they came to me very quickly. I was like, what are the top three things that it taught me and how do I use those honestly on a daily basis? And the first thing that rehab taught me about running a business was the power of decision. And this is something that I, again, am so passionate about. I get asked all the time, how do you do X, Y, Z? How do you stay committed? How do you stay consistent? How do you stay motivated? And my answer, it's not always what people want, and it, but it's really simple. It's that I just decide to be in that energy and I align into everything that brings me and supports that decision. So when I was in rehab, I went to a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. It was like at the house that I was um, in. It was a facility that had like different houses. 
that were supervised by medical professionals and it was a very controlled situation. But it was, I want to say it was probably on like day four, day five. It wasn't, I wasn't forced to go. It was just something that was there in the living room. And so I went and that was the first time that I ever heard the serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer, for those of you who are not familiar, it says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And that was the first time that I'd ever heard that. And I felt so connected to that. And I, I didn't understand why, obviously. That was just the, the door opening in that moment for me. And I remember everybody was going around very much similar to the format of an AA meeting in terms of talking about them, who they were, you know, their name and their journey and all of that. And, you know, how many days that they had been clean. Right. And here I was, um, not technically even off of all the drugs yet. I was there. The main purpose of me being there was to just activate the detox that I couldn't do on my own. I'm going to talk more about that in the second lesson though, too, the perception of that. But I, um, in, in that day, in that day, truthfully, and in the days after, I just thought about that, like that prayer. I thought about that, the way that that was worded and this idea that I would actually spend the next many years also resisting was the idea of surrender. But also I was really focused on the power of decision, right? I knew in this, me going to this place and being in this facility that I was making a decision that was going to change my life. And I was ready to make that decision because I was so tired of where I had been in the previous almost decade. And that was really sick, a hot mess, truthfully, super disconnected to myself, my soul, my friends, my family, um, just feeling like I was band-aiding everything, not being able to cope with my emotions, um, being all over the board with my emotions. I was really sick of being in this place. I had gotten to this place and it's so great that I got there, but it sucks sometimes that you have to experience so much pain to make the decision, but you have to decide. And in this moment, I decided And by this moment, I mean in this season of time, going to rehab and getting to that place where I was honestly so desperate for a change that I was going to do anything that I just decided that I could do it. And this this whole experience in rehab and beyond that was that if I make a decision, anything that I want is possible. And it allowed me to take my power back and to not get stuck in a cycle of stories. And my cycle, my story cycle at that time was that I was the sick girl and that nobody could figure out what was wrong with me. And that it was up to other people to tell me what was wrong with me. And if nobody else could tell me what was wrong with me or how to fix myself, um, I couldn't do it. It couldn't be done. And that just wasn't true. And so this time in rehab taught me that I have the ability to decide And that doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to happen overnight, but that means that I can decide to take the next step and I can take my power back. And after living in the story for, again, almost 10 years, that was really freeing. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to go to the expert that's going to tell me what's wrong and exactly how to fix myself. I can just start making changes now, regardless of who ends up being able to pinpoint anything or give me that prescription or whatever. It's like, I have the power right now to say yes. I have the power right now to choose my next step. So this, this time in rehab activated the power of decision for me. It was, it was one of those things that, um, it was really the first time that I was consciously making a decision from a place of, 
I want this, so I'm going to do this. And it's not that I hadn't done that before. It was just this was the first time that I was consciously connecting those dots and saying, I'm done with the old story. I'm ready for the new story. And I don't know how it's all going to go down. I had no idea how it was going to go down, truthfully. I knew some of the, I had some hopes, but I didn't know the specifics. I didn't know that it was going to be a long journey. I didn't know that I was going to have setbacks. I was just so done that I was ready to do something different to get a different result than I had gotten for 10 years, right? So the power of decision was super activated for me in my time spent in rehab. And that is one, you guys, that I, every single day, I wake up and decide. I wake up and decide how I'm going to think. I wake up and decide how I'm going to act. I wake up and decide, um, you know, the, 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 the choices that I'm going to make and what's going to best support me in getting to the result that I want, whether it's something to do with motherhood, being a wife, being a human, being a business owner, helping my clients, whatever that looks like. Decision is something that comes into play every single day. Um, so the power of decision. The second thing, really powerful thing that rehab taught me about running a business was that old patterns and beliefs and stigmas and judgments will literally kill you. And, you know, we see, we honestly, we see that happen with people who are addicts, who are addicted to alcohol, pills, drugs, all the things and other things too. But I'm specifically talking about the rehab facility that I was in. That was really specifically for pain addiction, pain pill addiction. Um, and those kind of drugs related to that, that space. Um, but I really started realizing that the, these old beliefs, stigmas, patterns, judgments, and all these, all this like bullshit stuff was, it was literally killing people. And we see it literally kill addicts because they just, it's not, they're not capable of breaking through that. Right. And I, we could go into conversations around addiction and, you know, what that looks like and all that. But I'm just talking about how like everybody was there. Everybody was there because they had gotten to a point again where they had decided that they were ready for a new result. Whether or not they all made that result happen is not relevant, but they were there because they decided to adopt new practices and patterns and to support new belief systems. And the funny thing is, is that, you know, perspective is everything. The way you perceive something is totally, totally everything when it comes to actually making a choice that's new and different and uncomfortable and breaks a pattern. And I went to, I, I was thinking about this earlier today. I went to rehab. I gave in to going to rehab or I accepted that I was going to go to rehab. All, one, because I was tired of my, sh- I was tired of the shit that I was in. I was tired of the story. I was tired of the mess. I was tired of the highs and the lows and just feeling completely out of control. But I also went to rehab because I didn't call it rehab. And I called it, I referred to it in my head and, you know, to people, to my closest friends, the few friends that I had left at that point that I actually told what was happening. I called it an inpatient facility that would help me detox. That's how I described it. That's what it was. And you could call it a lie. I mean, you could call that me being in denial, which probably a little bit of that was. I didn't want to totally, now I'm totally chill with calling it rehab. I'm like, yeah, that's where I went. It was rehab. But it was an inpatient facility that was going to help me detox. That was the intention. And in saying it that way and in framing it that way, I erased the stigma around where I was going. I was 22 years old, super high functioning, even though I was on all the drugs. And, um, you know, on the outside looked honestly 
unless you really knew me, I looked pretty healthy. You, it was, it was, it was kind of a shocker, truthfully, for some people that I was going there. And what I did is I just erased the stigma so that I could step in to the help that I needed physically. And I didn't even know about the emotional activation and the spiritual activation that was going to happen. That was going to result from that either. I was just there for that physical change. I was there to decide again, that I was going to experience a physical change because I wanted a different result and I wanted a different life. I didn't want to be the sick girl anymore. So again, you can call it a lie. You could say that I was in denial, but it was honestly, it was a perspective shift in and around old patterns and beliefs and stigmas, specifically around rehab that I was able to release. And this ended up opening the door to my new life. You guys, this, this season of my life activated a completely new version of myself. One that I stepped into slowly, but that I, over time, I was like, I don't even recognize the old me, right? I was supposed to learn so much from her, but what happened in that saying, okay, like I'm just going to this inpatient facility. This is just going to help me detox. It's not rehab, right? Like that was me accepting this baby step, you know, and also knowing that I was only going for two weeks. I wasn't going for months. Um, but it was this baby step in getting off the meds. And this was just what I needed. And I didn't get off the meds overnight. It was a very, very slow. It was a year and a half. You guys, a totally total of year and a half before from the time that I went into this facility to the time I took the very last crumb of subutex, which is what they get heroin addicts off of you guys. This was really serious shit. So, um, and I, by crumb, I mean, I was like at the end, it was like, you had to like cut your pill up into tiny, tiny crumbs. Cause even that much would affect you. It was crazy. Um, so, but what it did, it was this perspective shift in this, you know, releasing this judgment around what rehab really was. It gave me that baby step that I needed to just get off like the hardcore meds and to get some control over what I was going in my body and how much of it was going in my body and how often it was going in my body. And this was just what I needed to feel that it was really possible to feel really supported in that too. And to not feel like I was alone or just throwing spaghetti at the wall, which is what so many people feel myself included in the beginning of their business. They feel alone. They don't feel supported. They feel like they can't, they don't know what the next step is and that they can't get a grip on it. And then they end up in the spiral of these old patterns and beliefs and stigmas that will literally kill their vision. And in the case of rehab, it will literally kill you. It will take away your life if you stay in that spiral for too long um, or you get the wrong combination of drugs or whatever. So it just, this opened the door for me to start thinking about the things that I was carrying and the stigmas specifically and the judgments that I was having about things. Um, and I saw this in other people too, that I spent time with in that facility. Um, they were there because they were, you know, at the end and they didn't have any other option as far as like they knew they wanted. They just had this ounce of hope that there could be a different result or there could be a different outcome or that they could have a different life or a better quality of life. And in releasing some and just even a fragment of the old patterns and beliefs, they were able to make that decision to step in to what was possible. And they could feel in that space what was possible. So that was another really powerful lesson that rehab taught me about running a business. The third thing that rehab taught me about running a business, and this is so good, and it sucks sometimes, but this is just the way that it works. Um, there's no quick fix. There's no quick fix and there's no such thing as an overnight success. And, um, you don't get to experience that radical of a shift 
overnight. You can have really powerful moments. You can have life-changing, activating, you know, soul-shattering in the best way kind of moments. That's not what I'm talking about here. But I'm talking about, like I said, took me a year and a half to fully get off of the meds. Took me a year and a half to not have to set a timer to take a pill or to take a crumb of a pill at any time at a certain time of day. That required me to just surrender into the process and to realize that it takes to achieve the next level results, to achieve that life-changing experience. It takes work. It takes some time. It takes some playing around. We played around with the doses of my medications all the time to get to that like perfect space where I could handle it. And then we stretched it a little bit. Like there was so much playing around, trial and error, getting tons of feedback. I still ended up in the hospital sometimes because my body would go into a freak out, right? It wasn't that I just set foot in rehab, got off all the meds and never went to the hospital again. That's not the way it looked. That's not the way it went down. I had to be so committed to the whole process and to trusting the whole process and to trusting that end goal, which at the time when I was in rehab was me having babies. Well, first it was to find a husband, an amazing husband, not just any husband for the record, Um, but to be in a state where I could be a functioning human being and connected enough to myself that I would choose a partner who was so perfect for me, which I did by the way. And then to then have the babies, that was my goal. I was so committed to that goal that I consistently showed up even though I had setbacks, even though I got knocked on my ass over and over and over and I would have to get that dose of Dilaudid again and that would set me back even more, you guys. Like that would set me back. That's why it took so long is because I did have those setbacks and because that dose of Dilaudid totally triggered my system again and then I had to slowly come off of it and then I had to slowly go back on the other drugs to get me off of it, you guys. It was a whole like scientific process, but also just a very spiritual process. Like I had to just trust and I had to be really, really tenacious in understanding that like I was still moving forward with purpose, even in those moments of setback. And I was thinking about it today about how I've talked about this before, how I actually really love the word hustle. Now I've, I've had seasons where I've loved it and then hated it. And then now I'm in a season where I love it again because hustle, hustle for me comes from a place of decision and it comes from a place of movement. It does not come from a place of burnout. So I have a different, different definition of it than a lot of people have probably, but some people are going to call it the hustle in terms of when you're looking at it from like a business strategy standpoint. I just simply call it decision. You decide that no matter what happens, you're going to see that end goal. You're going to see that vision. You're going to feel into what it feels like. And the end goal, by the way, is never a destination. It's always a feeling on the journey. More on that another time. But you're going to look at what you want to create or to have or to be or to do or to experience or to feel. You're going to hold that up and you're going to say, I will work. I will be dedicated. I will be committed. I will be consistent and I will keep showing up for this no matter what happens, no matter what gets thrown my way. And when I have the setbacks, I will pivot. I will get the feedback. I will make different choices from that point on, right? I will, you know, come at it from a different angle. I will have a different conversation about what the setback actually means. It's not going to take me down as hard this time, right? The first time I landed in the hospital after rehab, I was so pissed. 
I was so frustrated. I was so hard on myself. Like I had done something wrong. I was so just annoyed truthfully because I thought that I was never going to, I literally had this vision that I was never going to be in the hospital again. Guess what? That just was not my reality. And then it happened again a couple months later, definitely went a longer time, right? I used to be in the hospital like on a weekly basis, but And I had to recognize that progress, right? That's what I had to tap into. That's the story that I had to tell myself was that that was progress, not that it was a setback anymore. What if your setbacks aren't setbacks? What if they're actually proof that you're making progress because this setback is different than last time because you know more, you have more to use to move you in the right direction because you're looking at it from a different angle. That's what rehab taught me in and around that there's no quick fix. You have to just be consistent and you have to just show up. And at the heart and soul of it all, I just, I knew it was possible. I knew what I wanted was possible. I committed, I really tapped into commitment. I committed to just knowing and understanding and feeling that it was possible. And I had to detach myself from the outcome, the specific outcome or the specific process that I thought maybe it was going to like the way that it was going to go down in my head. Um, and in the years, in the years since rehab, I've been so connected to a quote, a saying, a mantra, whatever you want to say, whatever you want to call it, that is, um, stay committed, but not attached. Right. And this is what I learned in that there's no quick fix. You have to be so committed to what you want to create, have, be, do, give all the things, but you can't be so attached that when it doesn't happen the way that you want, you just throw your hands up in the air and you give up. Or you start going back again into those old patterns and beliefs and stigmas that will literally kill you in your vision. So in this no quick fix lesson that I learned, I just knew it was possible. So I kept going. And that's what I do in my business. I've had hard days. I've had hard seasons. I've had hard months. I've had hard years. 2018 was a really hard year, but I just kept going. I didn't stop. And that's all it is. You guys, that's all it is, is you just know it's possible. And you know that even if it's not happening as quickly as you want it to, because you see it, it belongs to you. It is for you and it is totally, totally possible. So you keep going. You tap back into that power of decision and you recognize the old patterns and beliefs and stigmas that will kill you if you don't face them and shift them. And then you just keep putting one foot in front of the other. And here I am, you know, things that used to take me down on a daily basis, something like going out to eat, you guys, I used to go out to eat with so much anxiety because I didn't know if I was going to go into an attack. Eating food brought me so much anxiety, not from a place of like an eating disorder, but from a place of, I didn't know if I was going to start throwing up and if I was going to end up in the hospital that day or that night. And now I don't think about it. I just eat. And it didn't happen overnight. And that's one of the most important lessons you can take in building a business and building your vision and in building the life that you dream about, the life of freedom and abundance and adventure and fun and feeling connected and all those things that you want, that I want. You have to just understand that it's a journey and it's a process. Just like it took me a year and a half to get off of the tiniest damn pill. Things take a while, but it doesn't mean you're not making progress. I made so much progress in those two weeks and then the year and a half after and in the multiple, multiple years since.
And when you really sink into where you're at now versus where you were then, you're like, oh, okay, I am doing this. But we all want it yesterday. And that's okay. I hope these lessons were helpful for you. I loved thinking about them and sharing them with you. And I loved this morning on that interview, just being able to talk about my story a little bit more and just to reconnect into that, because like I said, it's been a while. Um, and if you, if this is something that you have been through, or if you know somebody that's been through it, or if you have a similar story in that you were mysteriously ill, or you have, you know, health issues or whatever, um, and this is something that you want me to talk about more, I would love to do that. I know I can't tell you how many people I meet on such a regular basis in person and online that are having issues with their health and, um, are on some sort of crazy journey and, and, or are running a business at the same time, or they still have a vision or whatever that looks like for them. And so if this is the conversation that you want to keep having, send me a message, tag me in this episode at Rochelle Bohannon on Instagram. Let's continue this conversation because this is a part of my journey that laid so many, so many incredible foundations for my ability to create what I want and to experience success, not just from a financial standpoint, for sure from a financial standpoint, but not just from a financial standpoint, from a place of actually being fulfilled, being energized, um, and you know, honestly, being happier. And, um, you know, specifically my time in that, that really, really chaotic season of my life where I, you know, had to make different decisions to get different results that taught me a lot about what it looks like to go after the life of your dreams and to go after the business of your dreams and to go after this vision that you see that maybe feels a little bit impossible. It's totally possible. And I just want you, if nothing else, to take that away from this episode, that what you see when you close your eyes or when you are getting that like, oh my gosh, this would be so cool if, yes, it is possible 100% before you go back into that old pattern and belief that maybe it's not possible or that maybe it will be too hard, I want you to know that it is all 100% possible. Let's keep chatting about this. I love you and I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I hope that this message was exactly what you needed and fills you up with focus and energy so that you can now take inspired, aligned action toward everything that you dream about. If you loved it, do me a favor and hop over to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. And if you know of anybody who would dig this episode too, share the love. The more people who come into their soul's power with us, the better. Also, if you're craving more energy and connection, come hang with us on Facebook. Search The Chainbreaker Entrepreneur and join us as we support each other on this incredible journey. And finally, if you're wanting to know more about what it looks and feels like to work with me, head to rochellebohannon.com and schedule a breakthrough call. I would love to chat more with you about how I can help you find energy in the overwhelm and take your business to an incredible next level. See you next time.